And we're talking basketball on the Hoop Ball Sacramento Kings podcast. I'm your host, Sam Comenti, alongside my co-host, the incomparable, the all-knowing, Jill Adge. Jill, I have to make the comment. That uh, that song by Curtis uh, Curtis Blow, basketball, six-and-a-half-minute song. So absolutely unbelievable that there could be a song about basketball, literally called basketball, that could go for that long. So we're only going to keep I'm it to the first shocked. 10 seconds. I'm still shocked by learning that. <laughs> yeah, I could tell that to a million people, and they'd be like, wow, really? How could he make that a six-and-a-half-minute song? <laughs> and don't listen past like the first, literally the introduction, what we just shared with you guys, because the man tries to rap, and he has – no idea how to rap. So, but I like the beginning. I, I feel hyped because we have basketball back tonight. Right now, actually, the NBA is going on preseason games around the league. But the Kings, as we are re- uh, recording this podcast, are about to tip off in an hour from the Golden One Center against the Phoenix Suns. Not sure how many players we'll see um, from Phoenix, but we have the starting lineup from the Kings. I know you follow James Ham on Twitter, so we know oh, who they're going to run. Me. I hadn't seen it yet. Oh, I beat you to this. This is so unlike you, Jill. I usually rely on you for all the Kings updates. (laughs) So it's actually a pretty standard starting lineup, but it involves nobody healed. So it's Fox, Halliburton, Barnes, Bagley, and Holmes, which I think... You know what's funny, though, is I think I saw the tweet before that one, and James was like, remember, he said he's going to be tweaking this. Like, don't put too much into this. Like, you could have a different different starting one. But no, I, I... I think that's nice. Hey, bring it. Let's see. Let's see it. Bagley is your best four option. There's really no question about that with this roster currently the way it is. And Buddy Heald's the best to come off the bench. And we talked about that in Lost Palcast. There's yep. no way to, no reason to overthink it in, in our opinions, right? That he should be off the bench. Yep. All right. Well, good. I, I, yeah. We're, we're there. We're there 100%. And um, <laughs> we're already optimistic. And, this is what we yeah. do. And so. I know we we want to get into um, you know what we're kind of looking forward to um, right. in this game and what we're looking to see, but again, it's of course I think everyone's number one is probably Davion, right? Uh, of course, we want to see how he does going in and how he handles himself against the height. But the other thing that caught me was the um, Walton again. I just saw this mentioned pregame is that. We're going to have multiple versions of the three guard lineup. So I'm curious if that's, if that's going to be like Halliburton Davis healed. Like, are we going to get some Davion like Terrence Davis healed? Are we going like to get first Fox? One. Like, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see how many different ways um, the, you know, the three guard lineup we're going to see, because yeah, we did see it last year. Like this isn't brand new. It's just, you're bringing in a brand new point guard, a shorter point guard to do it. Um, but we saw it a lot with DeLon at the end of the year. Um, right. This isn't groundbreaking so, new right. basketball. And teams do this all the time. Like this isn't. And I mean, it's versatility, right? If you can have the versatility to to mix and match these things, um, it's exciting. So yeah. So Davion and then how many different versions of the, uh, the three guard lineup we're going to see. Yeah. Yeah. No. And we, uh, it was a pretty, productive I'll say I feel like someone that works for the King's social media must have been listening to our podcast because they we were talking about the Christie effect and how much we expect Doug Christie to be involved with this year's Kings and all I saw all weekend I don't know about you Jill was just like Doug Christie's face plastered on everything the <laughs> yeah. Kings were sharing it was Doug in the background or Doug talking to Bagley or a video of Doug and Bagley working together Doug's just hands-on with everybody it seems like he's all over the gym 
So that's exciting to just adds um, to our love for Doug Christie, both as a man as and as a coach that he now is. So there is excitement. It's palpable. We don't want to get overhyped. However, right. we want to go in optimistic. Uh, and we, we, we're really excited to watch this game. I, I think we can live stream it from the Kings website is what I read. It's not on NBC, yes. but is that's correct? Okay, cool. So we'll be yeah. watching it and we'll talk about it, of course, on our Wednesday yeah. podcast. But I want to get right into it, you know, as kind of a segue because we're already leaning towards it. Jill, what are the players to give me two or three players and or storylines backslash storylines that you are looking to watch and follow in this game in an hour? All right. Even though it's preseason, obviously, like I mentioned before, Davion, um, I'm curious to see how Buddy does off the bench, right? Like it's preseason or not, Buddy's now coming off the bench. I am interested to see how he handles it. Um, and then, you know, how he handles it post game. That's, that's always the the question. Um, and then I'm curious to see if, if Tristan gets minutes, like, and how the big man rotation is going to go, if, if he's going to start throwing in some of the younger guys, or if we're going to see the homes, Len, you know, Tristan and, um, how that kind of plays out. But we've the same way we've been hearing about Christie, we've been hearing about, um, Tristan Thompson. So, I'm curious if it translates onto the court. Right, right. Of course. Have you? I meant to ask you this question last time we were on because uh, I know Carmichael Dave has said this, and I totally agree with it. But Tristan Thompson, as you talk about him, he's giving off these total Iman Shumpert scores vibe. Mm-hmm. Are you feeling that? Oh, 100%. Without question. 100%, yeah. And we need someone I like mean, that. even, that- right, Bagley, who people – you know, no fault of the kid's own. People always say, you know, how, oh, he doesn't look happy. He doesn't look excited. Like he's not, you know, he's in here in these interviews saying like, this is the most fun I've had at a training camp in my four years in the league so far. So what does that you know, say about the other like three? I mean, yeah. Seriously. Right? Yeah. Mm. I know. But <laughs> little optimism. things for us to, to yeah. pick up on optimism. Baby steps. Right? Baby steps. Um, right, what, we'll what have else plenty of time to be pessimistic. <laughs> oh, we will. There's no, we we so, know that for a fact. Um, we're keeping the optimism alive for right now. All right. So the lineups we're interested to watch how, how Walton balances all the guards with all the big men. What else? Um. Yeah, and how he's going to handle the the uh, who he's going to play at the wings, how he's going to handle the guards. Like it's, I'm really just the whole thing, all the lineups, all of it, like, all of it. Talking about how he's going to, you're going to see so many lineups. Right. I'm what does that mean? How many players they do you all have? are? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, I okay. remember preseason when you had Jaeger out there throwing in like five bigs. So you know what I mean. I let me see all the lineups. Let me see what happens. Oh, and but, you just know. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> No, just, yeah, I, I think the most for people is people want to see Davion. And then if, you know, Fox has been talking about how he needs to step up, um, with the defense and communication and thing like that, again, it's not game one of the season, but we want to, you know, see the steps, show me the steps. Yeah, I guess we could have just wrote down what we want to see question mark, everything we want to see (laughs) everything. everything. (laughs) What, what don't we want to see? Um, I'm most excited about, you know, just to kind of build off what you were saying, people are going to overreact. You just know how King's Twitter is King's social media. They're going to see a lineup. And I I hope Luke Walton tries everything. Why would you not? It's preseason game one. Give me everything. And he doesn't know, of course, what his rotations are yet. He he needs to figure it out. So throw everything at the wall. I'm a fan of that. Earn it, right? Earn those spots. Exactly. 
Exactly. See what, you know, Jemias Ramsey, Robert Woodard, these two second year guys who people were craving for last year for really no reason whatsoever, you know, because they were second round picks. They weren't first round picks for a reason, but they got talent. So see what they can do. Woodard looks bigger. Ramsey looks real bigger. Uh, You know, I I definitely think he should try everything. I I would like to see Jemias Ramsey run the point and just see what that does. Who, Who cares? See Thompson and Len together. I'm sure we will. But there, there will be a uh, yeah. ton of overreaction that I'm excited about because that'll be so Even funny. Like, why one, would you do that? Right. It's preseason. We how, how fun Davion and Ramsey look together in, right. in Summer League. Again, at Summer League, but can you get that to transition to on an NBA court? Like, interested to see it. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Um, and I like to see the impact of the new coaches, like how vocal will Doug Christie yeah. be or uh, Mike, whose last name Mr. I also. Defense. Mr. Defense. Right. Who's That's last his name? nickname. I, Just call him Mr. Defense. Okay, good. Because <laughs> I should know his how to say his last name. I think I'm sure it's Italian, like my own. So I need to learn its pronunciation for Mike. But I, I don't want to butcher it. Said neither um, have I. I have on not. audio many times. So yes, I mean that's Mr. Defense. We'll, we'll Coach end Mike. up hearing it. Yeah, right. We'll end up hearing it. Um, but how vocal I'm sure are we'll these talk guys? Talk about it during the broadcast and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. Oh, we'll, absolutely. We'll get the clarification on that. We'll come back strong. I'll say his name too many times on Wednesday's podcast. Um, yeah, I, I was, I'm most excited for the player I wrote in all caps that I just am so pumped to see is Lewis King. You know, we, yes. there, there's not much wing depth on this team. We keep hearing that every, every expert in Sacramento media that follows the King says, well, there's, there's not enough wing depth. <laughs> Who's going to play the backup small forward? Um, cause Harkless, you know, can play a lot of stretch four. So can Barnes. So who's that true backup three Lewis King is and Lewis King's 23 years old. He had an outstanding college career at Oregon. And went undrafted merely on the reason that people question his work ethic. And I credit Sean Holko, who has a podcast on the Be Heard platform, Sean and Vaughn. That man is, is if I'm not going to you, Jill, with King's facts that I need to understand, I go to Sean. So Sean dumped a lot of Lewis King knowledge on me. Undrafted because the scouting report said, outstanding score, great athlete, not a good work ethic. And people were scared of that. Yeah, um, he had to work really hard in Detroit to, to undo... Um, I kind of say that stereotype or that, you know, that, um, badge that was put on him during the draft process. Um, but they were saying, yeah, all intents and purposes, this kid's a first round draft pick. Um, and so, you know what? And the kid worked his ass off to get rid of, of that, you know, badge that didn't put on him during, um, during the draft process. He's had glowing reviews from when he was there in Detroit they said the only reason, one of the reasons he was let go was just there was new management brought in and they had their own two-way guys that they were interested in signing. Like it it was something as simple as that. Um, but they made sure to mention um that he worked hard, right? And he had earned what he what he got. And so, and then the Knicks brought him in um for their G League bubble stint, and he excelled there. And um when ESPN was doing like their top, you know, five guys that they can see being signed after the G League, um, who you're going to give your uh, 10 day contracts to that you see, you know, a lot of the, at the end of the season, you see a lot of 10 days, you see some two ways, you see guys converted, things like that. Um, he was like number two or three on a lot of people's lists of just based on what he showed um, in the bubble and how they think he's matured. Uh, in the last two years. So I, again, I'm with you. I'm really excited. Um, you want to see the guys put in the work he's put in the work and all, frankly, I'll be shocked if by the end of the year, he, um, 
with moves that are made if he doesn't end up getting converted to to an right. actual roster spot because I think that is someone that um, I could see them trying to put that development effort into um, going forward, especially at a position of need. Right, and it's amazing what being undrafted could do to someone to make them work harder, right? It's that underdog mentality that you hear so often with people that are undrafted. It's what makes their stories so great when they do, like Alex Caruso, or excuse me, Alex Caruso, because uh, the man lights up the court and nobody knew of him when he came out of college. So I think Lewis King can definitely be that guy for the Kings. I have a bold prediction. I don't even think it's that bold. That by the time we get through preseason, he'll actually have his contract converted then, not you know in the middle of the season or at the end. I think they not need the wing wait. depth. Don't even wait, especially if he does well. Don't let some other team come in and give him a real contract and take take him away from you. Give him a two way or give him the actual non guaranteed NBA contract. You cut Damian Jones, so that frees up that contract to give to Lewis King. Plus, just opens up the roster spot, and then uh, you can give Matt Coleman the two way contract in his place because I think Matt Coleman as he did in G- in the summer league, is going to have a really good preseason as well. He was, a, he was a tremendous player at Texas. You can never have enough, you know, off-the-dribble scoring guards in the in this NBA. So that's my bold prediction. I, I'm a huge Lewis King fan, so I'm, I'm excited to watch him. And Oregon, that's that's not a, a schmuck of a program. Like, that's that's a, right. a school that knows how to play basketball. So Yeah, he was, he was in the, the tournament, right? They were in the right. tournament. I mean, that's – yeah. No, absolutely. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on Marvin Bagley going into this game? What can you expect from him? Do you think? Just want to see him work. Yeah. Just, just be out and be on the court having fun again. Right. Like I know there's all this pressure of staying healthy and it's your, your fourth year, this last year of your rookie um, deal. Just, I want to see him out there having fun. Cause I think him out there having fun will translate to him playing well. Right. And mm-hmm. we see when he's on the court, for the most part, he produces. Yes, he has issues on the defensive end, but if him staying healthy and he can get, you know, a slew of games together, that's the only way he's going to get better. Is right, he's getting time on the court. Um, as frustrating as it is for people, I just want to see him out there having fun, um, which he right he says he seems to be having. Um, he's in the starting you know lineup. I just think that's becomes yeah contagious. Like just squat there and play. Try and, yeah. get, try and get the rest out of your head. He's because a-, a good Marvin Bagley is good for the Kings. Like whether, yeah. no matter what, how people feel about him, him succeeding will only help the Kings. So everybody should be rooting for this kid to succeed. Oh, absolutely. It's like, you know, I've heard the saying, why would you ever root for the, the captain of the ship to like crash the ship? You know, like you don't want to go down with the ship. You want the man right. in charge to succeed. And that's talking more about coaching, or even in some aspects, presidents, but that's, I'm not going to go down that, but obviously. Still, that no, still, right. But yeah, the player, of course, same thing. You, you you make a successful team by having players that are successful. So yeah, why would you not root for Marvin's right. success or Buddy's success? As much as you don't like them anymore, as much as you, you know, Marvin's helicopter dad has ruined his reputation. Um, even though Marvin himself has really not done anything right. against right. the Kings, hasn't spoken out and said anything that I remember. It's mostly the tweets. You know, can't can't forget that everyone knows what you what you like and what you do now on social media. Right. But yeah, I, I can see that you haven't given up on him. Neither have I. He's twenty two, right? He's still twenty two. Yeah, he's young. He's younger than me, and I'm a flipping baby. And I sure as heck can't do a three sixty dunk on an NBA hoop. I can't do anything on an NBA hoop. I'd be lucky to make a layup. So <laughs> Marvin, Marvin's exciting. I just so hope, 
and pray that he stays healthy because that's his worst enemy has been his health, right? Nothing really he's done. He's played well when he's on the court. He just can't stay on the court. Stay on the court, Marvin. Have a good game today. Shut up the haters for at least a couple days. Um, amen to that. Well, let's bow our heads and pray. Um, <laughs> no, and, and there's a lot of different things. We're going to see a lot of Walton rotations. We're going to see a lot of different lineups. We can expect that. Throw as much as you want out there. See what happens. Um, do we care about preseason results? Like the final score? This is a stupid question, but like, say they go out there and just get blown out and it's most of the starters that play. Do no, you even read we, into that? We've seen this team lose all preseason games and then yeah. be surprising to start. And then we've seen them actually win every preseason game and then completely tank it when they first start a season. So I, all I want to do, just show me some cohesion, right? Okay. Like okay. That you, because like you said, like we said, I mean, he's if he's really going to be throwing out all kinds of lineups, there's going to be other teams that are throwing out all kinds of lineups. Like just work on the things you need to work on and don't look horrible. Like, right. I mean, um, I mean, I've been watching some of these games on league pass today and you know, it's, it's hit or miss on. Yeah. It's, you can tell it's guys getting out there for the first time. Right. I mean, it's, um, together with new teammates, you know, you get, you're getting the rest off. Um, I mean, what we saw, um, Bellinelli, what did he drop? Like, 36 or something like that in one of the preseason games and we were like all right here we go and then he couldn't hit anything after and blocked everybody on right. <laughs> for this he got season. mad so yeah. it's again yeah just i think everyone kind of has things they want to see you know guys work on and so um as long as they're following whatever the game plan and what the kings are asking them i know we don't totally know that um but i just that's what i'd like to see and and hope that they uh, that they follow. Yeah, I, I could think we could just simple simply say we want to see a little bit of cohesion, yeah. some energy, and some defense, right? Yep. I I definitely want to see three or four like highlight reel type of like we're gonna put that on the tape, defensive stops where everyone does their Let's job. See what you've been working on the last three months that we've been here. Right. About. Yeah. Yeah. I and you know you can talk about as much as you want in practice. You can show as, show me as many videos on the Kings Twitter page that I will watch way too many times and comment on and like, and it's like, that's fantastic. It's all good and fun. I want to see that on the court against other people that don't know, you know, exactly what you're going to do or don't know what the play is that you're about to run. And, and the Suns are a good team. That's, that's what excites me about this first preseason game too, is they're obviously not, I don't, I doubt Chris Paul plays. I doubt Devin Booker plays, but this is still a deep roster that has Alfred Payton. Now who's a good defensive nose guard that I'm sure will get a lot of run. Jalen Smith was a lottery pick last year. Um, highly touted player. He'll for sure get a lot of playing time. JaVale McGee. That's he's always funny. So we'll, we'll see some guys on the court for the Suns that, that know what they're doing that are not going to be run off, you know, um, too easily. So it's a good test. It's a good test for the Kings right out of the yeah, game. I mean, and right. And this is a team that's coming back to work on a championship run. Sorry. Here go the duck. No, um, okay. But no, so it's, yeah, right. You're going to be going as a team that is setting their aspirations high going into the season. So again. <laughs> um, yes. The dogs, the dogs always want to get involved. I don't blame them. This is a good podcast. Everybody in Kings nation has, a, has, a, has an opinion, including, including your dogs, Jill, my dogs. I'm surprised. I got two dogs here. I am blown away that they haven't barked yet. Uh, at least I haven't heard them. So, uh, 
a lot a lot that we need to see. The, the Suns are going to try and run it back, right? They're, they're trying to get it back and, and win the West once again. And the Pacific Division, Jill, I mean, goodness. That, that's something we don't talk about enough because we don't want to get our hopes up too high. We don't want to be like, well, you know, how do we how do we leverage ourselves in this division? But that is important to note is every team in this division is very good. The Kings are going to have nothing easy uh, all year against the rest of the West as well. I mean, who's the weakest team in the West, in your opinion, right now? Because I I don't, I just do not know who I would put at the bottom of the Western Conference at this moment in time. On August 4th, or excuse me, October 4th, who's who's last? Is it us? Are we last? Uh, there's a good chance of it. <laughs> but I think there's a good chance of it, even if we're playing well. Unfortunately, like, that's the crappy thing about being in the West and and the the division and the conference we're in like it's it's gonna be a bloodbath all year i'm forgetting about the thunder who um have no no ten- intention whatsoever to do anything of unless they use those picks to make some crazy trades i guess you never know I mean, you never know with sam presti that's a very valid point i totally don't expect I hope that we're to not happen. last i mean I hope. no god can you imagine um i'll just delete all these podcasts from existence i don't even want to look back and, and hear the positive things we said about this team if they end up last in the West. But we're, we're we're thinking optimistic, Jill. Only optimistic until they get blown out in their first game and then we can be real sad. Uh, well, I want to get to this new segment or game, whatever you want to call it, something that I'm going to try and do um, just for our audience to know. And the song you heard in the beginning, Basketball, um, fan favorite of mine, but... We want to hear suggestions from people as to what songs they might like as an intro song or an outro song. We're trying to add a little bit of flavor to this bad boy. We already have a new artwork that's been done for us by Hoopball with the beautiful Sacramento skyline now in the backdrop on our podcast logo. Um, but something I, I'm really excited about and, and hope we can or- incorporate into this show is games. Just any type of game. It can be anything. Factor fiction. Um I have one that I'm, I'm sitting on. I won't, I won't spoil it yet. It has a clever little name, but it'll obviously involve the Kings. But this one is for you, Jill. And this is nothing out of the ordinary. Absolutely nothing out of the ordinary for someone of your caliber who loves to just dump knowledge on us. You're a fountain of knowledge, as I said in the last podcast. We're going to call this Jill's Water Cooler. And it's however long, truthfully, Jill, as long as the dogs aren't barking, it's however long you want couple minutes. I'm just going to mute my, my mic, truthfully. And uh, you get to give us random facts. You were telling me you've had people reach out to you about starting your own podcast just by yourself where you tell them fun facts, right? You just random facts, yep. random random facts. NBA facts, whether it be Kings, not or even Kings. Else. Yeah. Right. So you- I'll be, yeah, I'll be doing some, uh, a sun random fact and then how the Kings kind of mesh into it. Yeah, no, I, I'm so excited about this because You've shown plenty of what you know um, over the past several years, both on King's Media, Twitter, and then obviously on this podcast. But there's so much more untapped that people don't realize about Jillian Adge and how much she knows. That's There's a reason why uh, I say, and Damien's, of course, said so many great things, but I think my great line for you, Jill, is the incomparable and all-knowing. There's no other way to describe you, in my opinion, than that. So this is your chance to to, to flex on the haters to show us what you got. It's Jill's water cooler. Jill, what do you have for us? What do you want? What do you want us to know? All right. So in the 51 years of play for the Phoenix Suns, 
they've made the playoffs 30 times. Okay. So like, I think for young people, they know Phoenix as probably not a very good team, right? Like they've been at the bottom with the Kings for a lot. Absolutely. So this might actually surprise some people. So in their 51 years, they've made the playoffs 30 times. They have posted 20 seasons of 50 or more wins. They have made 10 trips to the Western Conference Finals. They've advanced to the NBA Finals three times, 1976, 1993, and 2021. As a result of all of that, the Suns own the NBA's seventh best all-time winning percentage. Wow. And they have the second highest winning percentage of any team to have never won an NBA championship. That's the sad part. Yeah. (laughs) Right? But, I mean, like I said, so for a lot of the young crowd, I don't think they'd realize that the Suns actually um, have that kind of, you know. I'm not supposed to interrupt. Their winning percentage is over over 500. Like, they are a one of the higher teams. So... For now, let's do the Kings, right? Okay. They have the second worst active franchise winning percentage <laughs> at 422. There is one team that is worse than the Kings. Can you guess that? Uh, worse than the Kings since what year are we going off of here? The, at, in franchise history. Oh, it's just like, in the Kings NBA have history. the second of current oh, of current current teams in current cities. Right. The Kings have the Sacramento Kings have the the second worst active franchise winning percentage at 422. Okay, the worst um I'm looking at the NBA teams right now. <sighs> Dang. Is it is it the Memphis Grizzlies? No, but it's cl- if you included Vancouver, yes. They're okay. like 1% I, I point include Vancouver. Under us, but not including Vancouver in Memphis they are higher. Okay. Um do I get another guess? Yeah, go for oh, it. Oh, wow. I didn't know I had so many options. <sighs> well, I mean, the Cavaliers without... No, it, yeah, is it the Cavaliers? Dang it. I was going to say, Cavaliers without LeBron have literally not even been a franchise practically for their existence. Dang, man. I mean, I'm trying to think as I'm looking at this list. These teams have all had great glory years, like the Bulls in the early 2010s. Uh, the Pistons, of course, for all of the 2000s practically were fantastic. The Bucks are an amazing franchise. I don't want to hurt the Knicks. Um, man, ah, I didn't say any of them. The Hawks? I give up. Jill, this is supposed to be right. you showing <laughs> your knowledge, not me showing I'm young. Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh, dang. They I didn't have think a, to say They that. have a franchise, <laughs> franchise an obvious percentage one. of 393. Holy crap. That makes so much sense, yeah. too. And look they what's happening right one now. one season that put them in the playoffs with Jimmy Butler. With Garnett. And yeah. Oh, and Jimmy Butler. Excuse me. But see, and that's the thing. So really, like Minnesota's glory years were like when the Kings had their glory years. I mean, other right. than that, it's been very much um, of the same, not great. Now, the team we're playing next, the Clippers. I thought Ooh. this one was interesting. So did you know that they actually, they like, I knew they did a branding change, but I didn't know they actually did a name change from the Los Angeles Clippers to the LA Clippers. I guess I didn't pay enough attention to that. But actually on the NBA's website where they give you all these stats of active franchises, it said in 2015, it listed them as like a new city franchise. And it says the LA Clippers. So if 
they were not allowed to like merge out or whatever like they did. The Clippers, as the Los Angeles Clippers, had a winning percentage of 389. So they actually would have been the worst active franchise at that point. But when they switched it to the LA Clippers, they're now at 614. So maybe Sacramento needs to change it to the SAC Kings. Yeah, just call and us the SAC we, Kings. Maybe we can Is get that it. that easy? That's all we got to do? I mean, it literally, and it went from 2015 to now, a 614 winning percentage. I don't even think to say the Clippers either, and that was stupid because they have been, for most of their franchise history, pretty abysmal. So I feel stupid for not thinking of that. The name change. The name change. And, well, maybe the blowing up Sleep Train Arena, or excuse me, Arco Arena, that shows what era I grew up in. Blowing up Arco Arena, you know, I've heard theories that that, that ends the curse. That ends the drought you is you had to get away of from that, from those glory years, Kings. But that's awesome. That, I mean, I am, I'm wiser now than I was three and a half minutes ago. So just, just an interesting, yeah, fact for, for the people that thought the Suns were always bad and this was like the one year where they were good last year, it's... Can I, uh, they I have actually one, have a, a, a long history of of winning, but just never making it over that hump. So yeah, never finishing. I looked this up um, to show show my knowledge a little bit. The last time the Phoenix Suns made the playoffs prior to this year, they also made it to the Western Conference Finals, which I thought was very interesting because it's it, they were so poor for so long for a decade. But then the last time they were there, they made it all the way almost to the championship to the finals. And then they just did it again this first year back. It's like, that's all they know is to get like towards the very end or to the end and then lose, sadly. Um, but no, the Phoenix Suns are definitely a very strong franchise overall. If, if we're just summing them up, they're definitely ahead of the Kings. They're ahead of the Clippers. I think they're ahead of the Cavaliers and other franchises. So this is... Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and we'll go in with this too, because we were yeah. preaching optimism, right? Like, and you know, things were bad as a Kings fan. Just always remember if it, if you're around watching the 1991 season, the Kings finally ended the NBA's longest road losing streak at 43 games. They actually started Say that again. The, the season before. Okay. I want to hear it again. So November 23rd, 1991. Got it. The Sacramento. I remember, it Kings, like it was yesterday. Yeah, the Sacramento Kings ended the NBA's longest road losing streak at forty-three games. So Ugh. this this was the start of a new season. They went a full season before that of not winning any road games. So just know it could always be worse. Like for a lot of us, like God. this is nothing. Like it's it's just more the same frustration, but like. Every record that the Kings hold, like there's a lot of those kind of ones and we'll be doing, I'll be, you know, giving Please. these throughout, um, but they're never great like that. So I'm hoping, you know, right again, I'm hoping for something great, but uh, yeah, it's just know that it's been worse before. <laughs> Have you ever, At I least mean, see some road wins, right? Like, can you imagine right. watching a whole season of no road wins? I feel like just watching the train wreck that is most Sacramento Kings seasons is like an equivalent to that, just not as torturous. Have you, I know you've seen the movie The Incredibles, of course, right? Yes. So one little part of that has been really become very popular on social media over recent years, where Mister Incredible like crashes his car or something, and the little kid that's always sitting out on his unicycle or not his unicycle, his tricycle. It'd be really impressive if it was a unicycle, and he looks at him and goes, "What are you looking at?" And like, "What are you waiting for?" And the kid goes, "I don't know, something amazing, I guess." 
And I feel like that is the Sacramento Kings fan base. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you what do you want? It's like, I don't know, anything. Just <laughs> literally anything cool. <laughs> Just give me something cool. I don't care. Anything. So that's that's my mindset going into tonight at least is show me some. I want to see a, a really sweet alley-oop from Davion to Bagley or Davion to Chemezi. I don't care. It doesn't matter who it is. Yeah. Just give me a cool play that I can watch for a day and be hyped about. Um, because that's really all that you can take away from preseason is little bits and things, bits and pieces, things like that, that get you really excited for when the games count, which the season starts earlier than usual, right? Am I wrong about that? In the normal 82-game season, which, of course, we didn't have that last year, but a normal 82-game season, they start it at the end of October, like right around Halloween. Yeah. This season starts October, like, 16th. So, like, yeah, two weeks, less 19, than two weeks. Yeah, it's, it's, it's coming up. Yep. Which is great for us. Again, you know, we have the normal season, but we get it a little bit sooner. So that freaking cool for us. Do you have any other random things you want to dump on us right now while we have a chance? You want to hold them. on? You want to save them? them? Good. I don't want to actually, I don't know if I can handle all of them. I right have now. a whole nice little Word document just full. Oh, yes. I love it. I love it. So there's, um, I'm just going to hint at it now uh, so you can add it to your Word document. I have a game I want to play coming up maybe uh, Wednesday or Friday, and it's called Takes the Throne. We'll do it Friday, actually, at the end of the week. Called Takes Takes the Throne, and it'll be our top King storyline of the week. W- what you think was the most talkative point of the week and what I think was the talkative point of the week. It takes cool. takes the throne for the week. So we're throwing that out there. If you guys have suggestions as to on Friday before we record, which we'll probably record in the afternoon, what you think is like the storyline that we yep. need to keep an eye on, share that. Tweet me. Tweet at me. Tweet at Jill. Share it on the Hoopball page. doesn't matter put it in our face because there's going to be a <laughs> lot of storylines that are going to start generating even further now as we get into the preseason games. Um, all right, Jill shifting towards the end of this here. I want to throw this out now um, and we'll review it before the preseason is preseason is over. And we'll probably do a little round table, bring in some other Kings people to, to give us their opinions on this. We're going to do an over under. We're going to do it very, very early, but also technically not because the season starts in 15 days or so. Uh, over under win production projection for the Kings in 2021. Do you have, do you think you can give me one today? Cause I have one written down in a 44 or excuse me, 82 game season. Do you think you can give me an over under of, of wins? I'm going to, I'm going to throw out a number right now. You tell me over or under 35. I'm hoping over. Mm-hmm. I'm praying over. Do you think over? I think, I think over Okay. based okay. on last year, the last two years, there sh- there's no reason it should not be over 35. I agree. If it's not over 35, Luke's gone. Uh, probably even before the end of the season. <laughs> That's, yeah. fair. That's fair. That means there's there been be another multiple people gone at that point. It's true. It's true. Um, okay. Yeah. That was, that was a little too easy. 40. No, I mean, I don't think that was too easy because there are, I, I've seen plenty of people say under, I mean, under that. So I'm um, giving numbers. I am hoping 41. Okay. I'm hoping at least 41. for 500, no, over 40. 500 season that, I mean, show me progress. <laughs> right. Right. Finally, just please. And then you have a shot, right. And then you have a shot. You're 500. You have a shot. Yeah. So. Oh, are they doing the plane again this year? They are. Yeah. Sorry. I totally spaced about that. I, I my think mind... that's just, yeah. I don't think that's going away. No, you're right. Sure you're right now. In. I was thinking for, I had to pause. I'm like, what do you mean? You, you might be chance? thinking of what they were talking about that weird, like tournament mids, like 
mid-season. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. There's too many. Like, baseball uh, changed yeah. a lot of rules with the COVID. Football, it's like yeah. I'm trying to remember what is what sport at this point. Yeah. Like who changed no, what? No, it's still that, yeah, 9-10 okay. is that play-in. Yeah. And I like that. Did you like the play-in? I think it makes it interesting. I mean, right. I could see if you're a team who's like in or pissed that they have to do it. But right. um, I look at it like the wild card in baseball. Like to me, it makes it interesting. So no, I agree. Um, the more yeah. chaos, the better always. So, yep. Okay. I, I'm, and, so you're, I mean, and you can always surprise people. Like we see it in the tournament too. Like it's, if you're streaking at the right time and someone's going down and you're going up, like I'm all for, I'd rather see better basketball. And we saw really good basketball um, last postseason. Oh yeah. Play in and in the playoffs. So again, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. Throw the chaos. I I legitimately believe that if the Kings and I I am so bummed, I don't live in Sacramento anymore because I used to live right off of J street, but I legitimately believe when I'll say when, not if, when the Kings get back to the postseason, that downtown feel, which is already really great during games, um, but that downtown feel and Doco and off J Street, I mean, the, the they might just burn the arena to the ground if they make the playoffs. Like there will be so many people and so much excitement and, and just love. It's like love and passion in the air for the Kings. And it'll just all be condensed to that one area, that one strip of Sacramento. Yep, I know that'll you're be a beautiful sight. This, but yeah, I mean, before it was like when we say the town was purple, like we're not exaggerating. Like, oh yeah, I mean the, the lights, Arco. everything was like purple, like downtown, like everywhere, it right. was purple. Whether even when it was at um at Arca, like Natomas was purple, downtown was purple. Like I miss that Carmichael, both like it. It was purple, and you had like what you see for football now. You saw, had the flags flying out of. Um, out of the car, the sack B was doing the, you know, the full, um, full page ads and people were, were actually putting those up in their cars. Um, I mean, like it was, let's get that back. Let's run it, it back. Everywhere, so, and, and that's, you know, what we keep telling, you know, everybody and we'll keep saying it that like people that were players that were around back then and coaches and like that, like you hear them talk about it and they get it. But so many of the young players, like they hear it, but they don't get it. But I just, they would, they'll get it when it happens. Like, oh, this is exactly what so-and-so was talking about when right. I was first coming here. Like what dog's been um, telling me this whole time. Yeah. It's. But um, no, I mean, Arco was so I far really out there. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. I mean, and, and now you have it in the city. Like, our, you know, Sacramento has been supporting forever. Like it's it's time that we finally have, you know, that, that they give it back to us. So we're due. The Kings are due, but the fans, let's be real. The fans, the fans are, are really yeah. due. We, we, we deserve it. I mean, I look back on not to hammer it, beat a dead horse here. We, I mean, obviously we get the point. The team will rally around this, this squad if they go far, but remember when they just drafted Bagley and they had, of course you remember the Cal classic, the first, I think it was, that was the first annual, California oh, classic. How, I mean, our we were up on our feet like crazy. Yeah, yeah. And that was that yeah. was a summer league game, and it was like a sold out crowd. And when Marvin had that dunk off that feed from De'Aaron, Vlade stood up for courtside because you couldn't even believe it. Oh my god, I watched I watched that highlight because that was the most exciting thing I'd ever seen from the Sacramento Kings. I watched that highlight eighty times. 
And it was yeah, that makes me sad for you guys. I know, so like that's, I know. That's your highlight. Like I know we preach it to to the younger, you know, you younger <laughs> generation. Like you're you're my nephew's like my nephew's age, and I always, right. you know, I took they came with me when they were babies to like these games. Like, but they don't remember. Like they actually got to see it when they were younger, but they have no recollection. Right. Um, that's like how it is it. now with and these players. Yeah. Cause the players are my age. That's, that's what's crazy. They are my age. So the, when you talk about them not knowing what it was like, yeah, they don't, I don't know what it was like. They, unless they have a much better memory than me and followed the Kings from when they were a kid, which I doubt De'Aaron did growing up in the South. Uh, yeah, no, they don't know either. So it would be a first for a lot of people, including myself. And I really hope we can get that. And to answer, cause I never even gave my over under yours is 40 for now. That's what I'm writing down is 40 over under 41, you're going to go over 41. You're going to go over 40 wins. Yeah. I'm going to do, I'm going to shoot for it. Why not? I, I'm, I'm buying the hype on social media. Let's do 45. I'm going to do plus 45, like 45 or above. Shoot it. There's continuity. Jill, there's, there is at least continuity on this team. <laughs> that that's a thing. So, and that's not, I haven't been able to say that many times in my time following this team. So as we'll, always, we'll I'd, ra back. I'd rather be I'd rather be wrong on the high end than than say they're going to be horrible and all of a sudden they're actually good again. Right. So, yeah. Right. All, all As we said, going with the optimism. <laughs> Lean into it. Always anything they give us, and I, that's I mean the King social media team they must know that too. They must be like they don't have a whole lot to be you know that they've been excited about before. So let's give them these these breadcrumbs, these this like little candy, just to keep us interested. You know. Um, all right. Well. That's pretty much all we got for this this episode of the Hoop Ball King podcast. We're going to have a lot more to discuss, Jill, after this preseason game when we have some ammunition to talk about and, and some players to evaluate. Um, but for those listening, please, this is the first run, of course, between Jill and I on the podcast. No Damien, um, although you can always listen to him, of course, on his radio show for ESPN with KC. Uh, but we're, we're very open to ideas and things that we can do to expand this. Um, we're going to look to bring in more guest hosts, like we hinted at a round table of, of Kings people before the season, just so we get everyone's minds together to talk about the Sacramento Kings. Uh, and then again, follow us on Twitter, follow us anywhere you can. I don't care. I'll, I'll, I'll take an Instagram follower. I love Instagram followers, but uh, we'll be back on Wednesday. We're going to do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, right, Jill? That's what we're thinking. That's correct. That's correct. We'll be let's back. Do, we'll be back. Three days a week. Let's pump it out. Let's talk Kings on the Hoop Ball Sacramento Kings podcast. We'll see you guys back here on Wednesday. Thank you for tuning in. Go Raiders.